You are now listening to Out of the Blank. Now you know we're recording in progress. We're recording. We're here. Yay. Hooray. No naked yeah. Zoom calls. No, no, no naked. Naked. That's why they have the recording thing now. So, oh, so, so, what, oh, so it's, it's for the Jeffrey, it's the Jeffrey Tubin alert. That yeah. dude that was got caught jacking off. Although I, I contest that he did not get caught jacking off. He was jacking off and was like, <whistles> like he was putting it down so that people could see him uh, and his unimpressive penis, him tugging his pud. This is a great way to start a podcast. I got family oh. listeners. Oh, sorry, family Small listeners. Small little uh, children. If you don't know about Jeffrey Tubin, it's been in the news. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. That's true. But everybody from like my past is getting caught. Like Bill Cosby's free. Yep, he is. He actually, so another fun fact, Bill Cosby, he was in a jail, not five, eight minutes away or a prison right from my house. So uh, Greaterford Prison, which is where he was being held, is literally right around the corner. For Should have brought him his favorite pudding. That's why, well, dude, you don't think that they backed up a, a, tra- a, a truck of pudding pops and he walked out? <laughs> he, he lives in luxury. You just go into his cell. There's nothing but pudding pop wrappers all over the place. Oh, dude. Well, I mean, like, apparently he was fairly well respected in jail. Like, they, they, like, he didn't, people didn't really fuck with the guy, um, even though he was, uh, you know. Uh, now the interesting thing about that whole thing and i don't know if you know how that all went down how he got out but bill cosby made a deal with the da previous to the da that's there now and that deal was don't charge me criminally i will i will gladly fight this in civil court but no criminal charges and the guy was like deal so they do a deposition with bill cosby they get all this evidence and all the things that were supposed to be used in the civil trial, when the new DA came in, he used it for the criminal trial, which is completely illegal. Because then in a criminal proceeding, you have the right to plead the fifth and say, like, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm choosing not to answer on the grounds that I do, will not do not want to incriminate myself. You can't do that in a civil proceeding because it's not it's that's not your right in a criminal court in, in civil court. It's your right in criminal court. So the deposition that he gave all the information in was essentially illegal evidence, which is why his conviction got um, um, overturned. So he manipulated the system and won. Well, not necessarily, believe it or not. So I went to school for law. That's that's what I was going to going to be was a lawyer. But <clears throat> we've never talked about what you do in your actual life. We could definitely do that. Um, but I don't but really for, want to. Okay, well, let's not do that then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know what you do. Um, so the but the, uh, the the bottom line is that procedurally and sometimes this is what happens is the good and the bad of the American justice system is, you know, procedurally, they made a mistake like you like they they had to vacate his conviction because they made a, a technical error. And with technical errors in, in, in procedural, and that's why procedure is so important in, in chain of custody with evidence, Mirandizing people, all those things are incredibly important when you are, when you have, when you're trying to convict somebody or you're trying to take something to court to see if somebody meets the standard um, of, of, of burden, you know, of proof for that particular conviction. So that's what happened to him. He, he didn't, <clears throat> he didn't manipulate anything. He had an agreement with somebody 
that his that that preceded the, the existing DA and that DA did not hold up that end of the bargain. You can't do that. Yeah, he was said. he was he was not afforded his right to plead the fifth in a criminal proceeding because his deposition was used as evidence. He was not a man of his word. No, he was not. And I, I don't know how that happens, honestly. Like, I, I do feel like um, sometimes people um, people make excuses for being bad at their job. And that's a bad that, that's one where. Well, let's back it up. Technically speaking, for the for the for the charges that were levied against him that were supposed to be tried in civil court, he could not ever be put on trial for those criminally ever. Now, if you go back, it wasn't all the accusers, all the other accusers that were involved in that situation um, or well, in that situation that they're accusing Bill Cosby of raping them. They, their statute of limitations were up. So technically he's in the clear. He can't be charged criminally for any, he can't be retried on these and he cannot be tried for the other ones that were that go past the burden. Unless the only other possibility is if something within the statute of limitations comes up that they have not heard yet and then they can try to get him again. That's the only chance they got. So the guy that I was joking around with and trying to get on the podcast to ask why he had a page called Bill Cosby's Innocent was actually right. No, it doesn't mean that he's innocent. It just means that through the through the eyes of the court, they are not permitted to try him. It's kind of like um, if you're familiar with double jeopardy. I can't I can't um, try you twice for the same crime. If if you were exonerated on one, again, you go through OJ. Like uh, oh, exactly, OJ is a great example. Unless he goes and stabs another and beheads another waiter, then there's not going to be any additional. Um, uh, uh, shit that comes up against OJ. OJ went to jail because of the shit that he got into in Vegas, where he basically, you know, robbed his trophies back. Yeah, he tried. He menaced his this dude into giving. He's like, you know, you know what I did to that last white bitch. So <laughs> I'm not <laughs> mad that he got his. Like, if I have MVP trophies and they're keeping them away from me, I would want to get it back. Well, of course, who wouldn't? I mean, like, it, it makes sense that that if somebody has taken your pr property away from you. You know, and if they took it under and I don't know all the facts of that particular case, I just know that all the evidence was pretty clear that he he did what they said he did. And, you know, he, he did his time. But um, it, it is interesting. Sometimes people get caught. Criminals get caught for, for weird shit. Al Capone's another good example of that. Al Capone didn't get uh, he, didn't, he didn't get put in prison for murder, which, you know, all the evidence and that would point to it and would tell you that he was definitely a savage guy and a murderer. He got uh, pinched for tax evasion. That's what landed him in jail. Like, like the situation from the Jersey Shore. Yes. Yeah. But you know. Yeah. And he. Yeah. That guy is a fucking mess. Was his name Mike? Um, He's good now. But I just watched like the a whole like thing of like all the ten years, whatever since they started the show. It's like the ten year anniversary. He's like complete. Like, oh, I'm so happy that my wife helped me not drink again. But you can see like he's like, honey, where's the cake mixers for like his five year sobriety? And you can just see him like looking through the shelves. But he's like, God damn it, I want to fucking drink or I'm gonna put a bullet in my head. Mm. What's this? Uh, is this this is the the rubbing alcohol that we use to get clean up the boo boos? I'm going to take this. I got lots of boo-boos, so <laughs> watch out. Be careful. When you smell that stuff, you could knock yourself out. Yeah, it's rough, man. It's strong, but, you know, I guess that it does It does the trick, doesn't it? You know, you can feel a lot better after you, you get one of those things. Or um, hydrogen peroxide, when you d drop that on something to clean off like a wound or something like that, it bubbles up all that fucking, all the germs and disgustingness bubbles up. 
you know, to clean off the, the wound before you put a little neosporin on it. What are you doing to my show? What are you doing? <laughs> Get out of here with your, uh, I don't even know how we got down the Bill Cosby rabbit hole. I'm, I, we were talking about some somebody else getting out of jail or something, weren't we? Or well, the Britney Spears being... thing. What about that? Oh, That's that, have you read that train wreck? The fact that yes. her dad like put that thing on her or lock or whatever. Conservatorship. Yeah. Oh my god! And you look at it now, like everyone's trying to help her and fight for her to get out of it, and it's just like you look at it, like oh my god, like that really sucks. You're really screwed at this point. I mean, there are some videos I watch of her where I just don't know if she's just awkward or she might be a little bit like insane or have like a mental thing to her where I'm like, it really kind of sucks. Definitely though. crazy. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, is she no, shaving your head crazy and stealing a couple of babies. I mean, Michael Jackson dangled a baby off a balcony and nobody said anything about it besides taking a couple of photos. Well, how about this? Michael Jackson, you know, was accused of some really heinous shit. Um, you know, similar, you know, in a very similar vein as Bill Cosby, you know, and that stuff was always one of those things that kind of hung over his career, especially as he got older and later in his career before he died. And then that documentary came out in HBO where it's, you know, it's, um, you know, one of those scenarios where it's like, oh, yeah, he was his and his kids will, I'm sure, besides the fact that they you have to think about how how tough it is for and forget about just having your name be blanket which is fucked up enough. Like Michael's Jackson's kid, his, the name is blanket. Okay. Your name is blanket. I mean, like, so, and then, uh, what was the other one? Paris, right? Blanket. Jackson. Paris, blanket Jackson. That's weird. My show is called out of the blank. What's the issue? I, I didn't say blank. I'm you Mr. Are, blank. You are not. Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm Mr. Lie. Blank. <laughs> you may you, maybe that's your alias, but that's not your actual name. He he named his kid Blanket. It's weird, and uh, Paris is even a, a better name. Like Paris Paris Jackson, I totally get. Blanket is just a weird one. But isn't the goal like if you're going to be famous, do the most outrageous thing possible? Because then once that's over with, everything you do after that's vanilla. Like I'm just saying, who was the singer that stuck like a shark inside of a girl's vagina? Uh, what did there someone, was like I a, don't know. a famous rock singer that did i'll have to google that Hang that's on. a that's a that's a that's a i've that's said weird. this before and i've gotten it wrong but it was like in a book that he wrote he was talking about all the crazy things famous singer well, the question is was was the uh, shark willing to go in there was she chumming was that her time of her month <laughs> or was it that's a cheap joke you're better than that. <laughs> still funny <laughs> um well, it's but, just uh, giving me a fucking thing for Baby Shark. Baby Shark. Baby Shark. Just wait. Wait till you have children of your own one day. You'll have to hear all those fucking horrible songs. Um, but back to Brittany. Like, she, the, the re, honestly, like, the, this whole idea of conservatorship is, um, it's pretty savage. When they do that to you, it's pretty much game over. Like to unpack that, to get the conservatorship, like walked back clearly. If, if you're of right, the right, you know, you know, mental capacity is very difficult apparently. So, um, and then all of a sudden your dad, who apparently is not the greatest guy in the world in this case, um, gets, yeah, Damn, and I wish I could find that. That really sucks. I know it's a thing, but I don't want to sit here and Google the whole show. That is that is very odd that a baby 
yeah, look, we we had the um, the it's pleasure. like the lead singer of like Aerosmith or so, not lead singer Aerosmith. So, one of the Steven Tyler. No, stuck there's a shark in someone's vagina. There's a That's book. What? I don't remember if it's with Anthony Kiedis or somebody else, but they talked about doing all these crazy things in the bedroom and the one person that and put like an octopus or something, something like weird. That's like, what well, the o- hell Octopus makes more sense? Because then that's kind of like, but it was in his book. And then people like, if you, I remember Googling the article and was like, is it a myth? And I'm like, I don't know if you put it in your book and it's like a biography about your whole entire experience of going through drugs and everything. I mean, like what the fuck's like, we live in a society where like, I don't know, everything's kind of shit backwards. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I, I couldn't tell you whether or not the, but if you set the bar that high, everything you do after that's fucking vanilla as shit. That's a smart st- strategy. If you rob like 10 banks and kill a thousand people, anything you do under that's like uh, you, the hard part is just getting off on the damn thing. How do you make sure you're not going to jail for the rest of your life? It's hard to make a fucking album unless you're like in. I don't know Well, the weird part about Michael Jackson is mm-hmm. he was friends with Biggie and he had a fight with mm-hmm. Tupac. Nobody talks about that shit. Uh, that must that must be an interesting fight. <laughs> like, like there's yeah, nobody like, believed it until the photos of him like eating cake and Biggie sitting right beside him. Everyone's like, "That's Biggie Smalls." He's like, <gasps> "Did Biggie or did he, Michael Jackson hire someone to kill Biggie and Tupac?" Kill Tupac? Maybe, maybe. The guy had enough the money to be able to do. Why not? I mean, but I mean, they're not really competition in that vein because Biggie and Tupac are in a completely different genre than than Michael Jackson. They've got two different, very different audiences. But I guess if you're as cr- all right, as you were as allegedly crazy as Michael Jackson was, and by all accounts, the, his actions, and and even if he was just being outrageous for the sake of being outrageous to stay in the public eye, which is something that you just said, like if you want to keep one upping yourself, you start doing weird shit. Um, then it would still be a pretty big leap to go from that and just have like that sensationalism to go to, um, you know, killing people or hiring somebody to kill people. Although. It is interesting. You, you hear a lot of those stories of people that are that become famous that where their persona as the artist of, of whatever artist becomes their their actual person. They, it's not there's no separation. If you watched the there's a documentary on uh, Takashi Six Nine where uh, they talk a little bit about how he came up, and the guy is not he 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 wasn't in the gang, right? The the, the Bloods ended up um, uh, funding his album. And then that's when shit got a little bit crazy. He got arrested, flipped on them. That's when he went to jail. But all the stuff leading up to that, that whole like crazy, like I'm I'm a gangster shit was all bullshit. Like he was a nerd. Like so like that, like he, you look at that doc- documentary and you say, OK, so this guy literally transcended from this is just something I'm doing to be able to actually get attention to. Now that's who I am. And that happens a lot with artists. It does. It Who's becomes that who one you are famous rapper kid cuddy or whoever who's like just he, he's 25 years old i'm like what the fuck yeah logan These- paul who was a vine star became a person that boxed floyd mayweather are we living in a simulation can we create a conspiracy that's what i want to do with the show i want to create right, a conspiracy go. i got Where a couple of them like right. why is it getting dark at 9 p.m and you start to realize that during this pandemic, a bunch of people stopped working. The economy went to shit even more than it already is. And then when they got back open, people don't really want to work. So they were like, all right, we got to make the days longer because during if we make the days longer, if it gets dark at 9 p.m. and gets daylight at 5 a.m., that's more hours of work. And that means all you can do is focus on when you get home and you're so tired to sleep. So I just picture that. Would, that would, that's interesting. That would assume that we have ability to to change the speed of orbit in the axis of it because 
That's what I'm saying is the earth. It's just the earth rotation. So I just picture like a giant hunchback person in the middle of the earth, <laughs> like pushing, whoosh, well, whoosh. pushing one of those cranks, like you're pushing it and they just stopped whipping them during the daytime. And then at night they start whipping the shit out of them to give them speed around faster. Hey, Larry, you could take a five. You're cool, man. Just get here. Here's some money for the, for the vending machine. Get some devil dogs. <laughs> or we're in a dome. Maybe we're in a dome. Ooh, we're in it. Hey, we're in a dome. We're you ever see, dome. you ever see, um, what do you call it? Uh, kong or the new uh the new king kong versus godzilla yes, where he chucks yeah. a tree right at the dome yeah dude it's fantastic you're like it's, oh my I, god we're in a dome it's possible well i mean that isn't that isn't that the premise of the truman show um there's the very uh, a really really good book that they turn into a really shitty miniseries by stephen king called under the dome the book's great and much like almost any stephen king adaptation of his work that translates into film didn't work Especially when he's involved. Whatever. If he's a great writer, he is a garbage filmmaker. He doesn't know what he's fucking doing. Freaking what's his name? Um oh, M. Night Shyamalan decided he wanted to make another movie. And there's another movie now where you're these people go to an island, they're vacationing, and then suddenly they start realizing that every 30 minutes they're aging. Like exclusive. Oh, right. It's called older or something like that, or old. I don't know how they're gonna explain that. It is like a magical thing that when they stepped on the island, they cursed the something, and the next thing you know. It's 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 all M Night Shyamalan has that shit on lock. Like he he's got the he's, he's cornered the market. Very good. I mean, he's a Philadelphia guy, so you know I'm I'm a big fan just because he's he does a lot of stuff in the area. Um, he does a lot of shooting and filming in the area. Um, and he does have like like again his track record a bit spotty in terms of whether the movie is fantastic or not. Sixth Sense and again the big reveal on that one was maybe was was definitely the the thing that projected him into notoriety and baby basically gave him a car blanche to continue to write movies until he could find the next one. And I think that um, signs was really good. You remember that one with the aliens? That was a good one uh, with Mel Gibson. That was a great film. Great film. And if you really analyze that family scene, I didn't understand until I was older when they're all sitting at the table and they're like, you're going to, you know, they're making whatever food they want because you know, this is their last meal. And then the dad just like starts yelling and starts crying, grabbing his kids and hold on to him. That is a yeah. fucking powerful moment. If you truly exhilarate and like analyze, like I had to rewatch yeah. it to do a movie review. Yeah. And then, oh my God, I understood so much more. I'm like, oh my God, this is like, and the deleted yeah. scenes, the stuff they left out of that film were like, oh my God, you're missing out on some great content. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, look, editing is one of those, again, you, you, it's those extended cuts. If you didn't, uh, I don't know if you're into the, the the Marvel or DC stuff, but they did the they recut Zack Snyder recut the Justice League, and it, it is a thousand times. I mean, the movie's still not necessarily on par with some of the best Marvel ones out there because those some of those Marvel um, movies are fantastic, really well done, um, and I may say true to the to the source material, which is very important to people that are into that, um, you know, into that scene. Like if you're a comic book person. And you and you've read the books, you know, you want to make sure that they're they're kind of staying in the lane of what the books really kind of how they purported those those kinds of um, stories because they all come from there. And it's the same thing with um, with that. So, like, you know, staying true to the material uh, is one thing. But then also that that Justice League movie was so fucking bad that that the, the first cut of it, it just didn't make a lot of sense. And so the context that they added to it was a four hour movie um, when they recut it. So. I guess he left in pretty much every, and Zack Snyder didn't direct the first one. So he, he got to put his own spin on it. So that I could do this way better. Let me do it. And, um, and ended up being really good, actually way better, but 
maybe the conspiracy is all these talented people out there are getting the aliens are projecting these amazing ideas into their head and that's how they're becoming successful it's possible that's another good conspiracy i mean there is a lot look i'll say this much it's odd that the 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 amount of alien shit that's happening more recently the amount of videos that are being released the fact that they have um I got an astrophysicist who's followed by Obama. Obama follows him. And I sent it to another one of my astrophysicist friends. And she was like, Obama knows some shit. The uh -huh. Australian government released 17 or yeah, 1700 documents on the UAP stuff. And then we only released like eight or nine. So I'm looking at it like, what is it? I, well, I just wanted, I don't really, I, nobody cares anymore. Everybody's off onto some other thing. I, everybody's upset that Biden wants people like there's people coming to your door now knocking and asking if you've gotten the vaccine where I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? Where are we living? Yeah, it's like, yeah, hey. Yeah, it's either that or the guy that's trying to sell me windows. He's wearing a, a like a, a, a vest with a bunch of reflection on it. And he's like, your windows look like shit. I'm like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> like, leave me alone i don't care about <laughs> I, I, if i want to get windows i will purchase my windows i don't need you knocking them i eat they come in like a very like a vest that makes it look like they're doing like road work and i'm like i'm like oh what's going on and they're, they're like oh hey how you doing your windows suck can we replace them for thousands of dollars and i'm like fuck you buddy if you I, leave a note on my door i'm reading it and throwing it in the trash and i'm never going to call you again exactly it's like I'd rather I'd rather the Jehovah's Witness come and try to like get me to be into the Church of Latter Day Saints versus the window guy that that tricks me into believing something's wrong with my like electricity or my hey there's water issues or something or you know his electrical wire down. I would appreciate someone coming to my door and telling me that you have a hole in this wall. He takes a hammer out and just hits yeah, the bam side wall. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a lot of damage right there. Uh, it's like when they're, uh, I can't remember the, if it was a movie or if it was the Simpsons, one of the, I think it was the Simpsons where chief Wiggum goes behind Homer's car and he, well, he says you have a, a taillight out and then he goes behind Homer's car and he smashes the taillight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like that. It's like, ah, you have damage to your wall that I just created. Give me, give me money and I'll fix it for you. Great. Thank you. Um, but I don't think that there's conspiracies around – well, I'm sure there's conspiracies around the alien stuff. But um, I just think that with the more deep sp space probes that we throw out there, the, the further we get into space, it's just much more likely that if there is intelligent life out there that they get a clue that we exist and they're now coming and, and seeing you know, and observing us. Remember through a few of our chats, I had talked about how like the government's crazy. Like the one, at one point they tried to do plant perception, which was studying if plants had thoughts, emotions, and feelings and things. Yes, I do remember that. Did you know there's a specific like uh, area of study that actually research is born into this? Like there's people doing that now. They starting to realize that like using mycelium and the roots that they're able to communicate and transfer resources. So maybe what we could, so what, how we decide if a planet is like, holding alien life or extraterrestrial life is on the basis of what we would consider our living standards. Could we inhabit? That's how we find exoplanets are by finding to see if, if they could hold us. But yep. when we consider intelligence, we just base it off of our level of intelligence. Like a dolphin has some type of recognition or some type of dabbling into the fields of what we would consider intelligent. But plants, for instance, we they don't move. So we just consider them unintelligent, un 
thinkable beings, but they're actually able to transfer certain nutrients to a plant that needs it that's connected to their root system. They're actually realizing a lot smarter, which starts to realize that this, um, it was either NASA or some other field of uh, giant research base decided to give a bunch of spiders drugs. Mm-hmm. So they gave them like LSD, marijuana, um, and, and like, then they gave them like caffeine and mm-hmm. they watched their webs and realize like the LSD, it's kind of like sporadic patterns. And then marijuana is kind of like they got lazy with it. And then with caffeine, they could not function properly to make a proper web to catch bugs. And they start to realize that everything that is illegal is actually less damaging than caffeine, one of the most legal substances that basically fuels this whole one and has a horrible, horrible like working conditions of you hear the people that go through the coffee industry and you start to realize like, what is like are we just living in a system that what we think is the our what we consider the best thing possible is actually the worst the thing worst for thing? us? Well, I mean, think about this. Like, so there is we're probably at least maybe next year or the year after, I would probably speculate this year's a possibility because it is in the house that marijuana will be legalized federally, right? Either that or next year, one of the two, it's almost a guarantee it's gonna happen. There's too much money in it. There's no way these greedy motherfuckers won't be like. Let's capitalize on this. But leading up to that, we go all the way back to the 50s and before that. And let's go back to the 20s where alcohol, right, became illegal. And alcohol is for all intents and purposes. No, not for all intents and purposes. It is poison. It's poison. You're putting poison in your body. Your body's reacting to that poison. Because there's things inside of me I need to kill. Exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. If, you, if you're trying to uh, to 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 murder uh, spiders on LSD in your stomach, if they somehow made it into there, um, booze them up. But they make that illegal. Right. Then they decide, well, no, that's not illegal. And then they make then then alcohol becomes more well accepted or more more commonly accepted, which is interesting, too, because all the years leading up to that, I mean, wine, something that goes back to, to Roman times, people have been drinking forever and no one that's had a problem the- with it. That's the craziest thing when they start talking about the psychedelics is they start to realize, like, I've talked to a lot of people who, like, study old, like, Norse mythology, then go back even farther to medieval and everything like that. They start to realize, like, there's, like, there's a disconnect that happened with the new age, and I think that's with the illegalness of the fact of all these drugs that make you question things that we're running into. Like, I remember even, like, if you get drunk, you kind of get a little bit of it, but you start to question, like, why does lockdown mean something that comes to your mind as aggressive? And then when you say quarantine, it's the same fucking thing, but it's seen as like you're doing a good act. Safety. It's safety. That's so, safety versus lockdown. So they quarantine. start to well, well, through the medieval and like ancient history, they started to realize by testing the inside of the cups. Actually, Graham Hancock discovered this is that there's like drugs that was infused into the drinks that they had, the wines, and this is how they got these spiritual things, the acacia bush that's seeing a burning bush in like the Bible. That's what they started to think is the acacia bush. With psychedelics, they're realizing like all these things have been like a, a like a in the background, in what they would call the shadows that have kind of gotten us to the place that we've gotten to. And then now with it being so illegal, they're starting to realize it again, but they're trying to find a way to make it legal but mandated and controlled where it's not making anything like huge envisionary visions of like the future and all these things they're going to cause you to kind of speed up or go past of what they can control they always want to be able to mandate something where i start to look at it like how better would this fucking world be like they're doing a study i think right now on testing psychedelics and depression mm-hmm. but yeah well there, there might there, it's uh in colorado 
you can mic you can microdose um, psilocybin, which is basically mushrooms, and it actually has been really effective in helping people with some of those issues, like with with what like lots of lots of issues. Are you're testing it with uh, people that um have um uh oh not what I was gonna say Munchausen's that was a dumb thing. Uh, what's it called? Aspergers. Thank you. Uh, you didn't answer it. I was thanking myself. Um, you answered yourself so quick, so I didn't have a chance. Yes, it was it was Aspergers, Aspergers, and autism and things like that, like to to help get them, you know, to essentially repair some of the things in the mind or bridge some of the things in the mind that allow them to be a little bit more social and a little bit more, um, you know, you know, acclimated to society. So it's very interesting because that again, you, if it started in Colorado with the legalization of marijuana, these now and they're in. Um, you know, 30 some odd states where it's at least medicinally allowed, it'll be legal in a year or so, you know, maybe even less than that, maybe up to next year, they'll, they have it on the docket to talk about. And then you've got um, psilocybin, which now is starting in Colorado. So you would think, again, if it starts to bear fruit, it starts to make money. People don't start going fucking crazy like they're on bath salts and, you know, running through the streets naked. I could see that starting to kind of like get more, be more pervasive. So your point is actually, really spot on if, if they start to open this back up and control microdose, not full, like, you know, take, yeah, ah, I'm going to eat all these mushrooms. Like it, it, you know, it, that has legs to it. It's possible that they're trying to reacclimate those things into, into society because there's benefits to it. Well, the study that's kind of holding it back is also the fact that they're giving a bunch of psilocybin mushrooms and psychedelics to people that have severe depression, like suicidal thoughts and everything like that. And then the number of people that like, they're like, well, you gave it to a thousand people and 50 of them still committed suicide. It's like, cause they were already suicidal. You're, it just didn't fix them. It didn't cause them to not do that. Well, they go, well, no, see the psychedelics made them commit suicide that's what they're doing is they're picking something it's like if i can have a kid that's destructive and then i'm like here's a hammer don't smash this brand new glass car i have or glass house i have they're going to fucking do it of course they are they're naturally inclined to do it they're they're compu compulsed to do it and to your point if it was a thousand and nine hundred and fifty of them didn't that's a 95 percent success rate that's pretty fucking good and it's yeah, but that's the thing is that they look at that small few because even one person dying or committing suicide is still an issue. That's going to be like some people are like, well, that person did that. That's what they do is that they try. They set it up in a way to connive it to their point. Whenever they do something, they make it into their point where they pass the UAP report. They gave you a UAP report, but they let you know what they want you to know. That's why there's at other it, stuff. Like, that's, yeah, there's stuff that's not that's 100 percent not in there and missing. And um. I can't remember the guy's name. Um, I was just listening to, to him on um, the the Jim and Sam show on Sirius. They were they interviewed this guy because they talk about that stuff a little bit because you know uh, they're both kind of fascinated with the idea that there could be aliens and and the UAP um, and and all the information that's coming out. Um, the, the the one thing they said was like you don't hear any of the civilian reports, right? Like all the civilian reports get buried. Like there's not a lot of that kind of information out there because. People just use them as they think they're kooks. The information gets acclimated by this. If we heard that you saw this, they take all the information from you, and it's like it never fucking happened. So, well, the you UFO know, the people, if you if you ever check UFO Twitter, there are a lot of fucking nut jobs out there. I'm I'm just saying, there's nobody with like good representation. Everyone's like, oh, Hillary Clinton's a damn reptile, and I'm like, oh my god, like, can I get like I've messaged, I'm get, I'm on the UFO kick, so I've been getting trying to get a lot of UFO guests, and every single one of them's like, just. They're batshit nuts. I mean, I think I read you the one person that was talking about how like demons were trying. And I'm like, I, 
I don't know what to, I you're not given anybody the like oh the wantingness to search down into this group if you're creating a bunch of these kind of crazy ass scenarios. Can I get a rational person that wears a suit and a tie? Yeah, well, here's here's the problem. So just like okay, so think of it this way: when and we'll we'll take it back to when the Night Stalker was around, right? Back in California in the in the 70s, the Night Stalker was menacing the and the 70s and 80s, menacing the California, the entire state, pretty much. They could not catch this guy. And one of the things that they do sometimes is like, they'll leak information out to the media and say, so they'll say, you know, this is what we're looking for. If you have any information. And then all of a sudden your phones are ringing off the hook in the, in the, in a, in a you know, on those hotlines and 99.9% of them are bullshit. It's just people that want attention, people that are crazy to your point, people that are nuts, but somewhere in there potentially no, maybe not 99.9, but let's just say 90%. 10% of those people are probably telling the truth. So how do you figure out which ones are being legit and which ones are not? It's it's similar. And to your point, the credibility of the actual person that's giving the information it has a lot to do with whether or not you're believing it. Like the thing that's compelling to me is when a pilot says something, you know, someone who's in the air force says something says, I can't explain this. I saw it. I'm but there's pilots sure that say that the earth is flat too. So I look at that, like, how is that a possibility? Is, are you convincing yourself or like how many times do you see something and they go, well, it, it was just this, but how do you know if it was just that you're making yourself think that it was just that. And then you end up convincing yourself. It's like imprinting false memories into your head. Like how, I, there are so many memories where I go, I remember I saw this happen. And I look back, I'm like, did I have that actually happened or did it happen like how I thought I happened? Or maybe it's been so long now I've convinced myself this is how it went. It gets, it gets twisted. Well, and then some of those people look not, and, and there are people that just want the notoriety for sure. But like when that many people that are in the military that have the generals and, you know, people that actually you would have a lot of just natural revere and respect for and, and, and belief in say that, it makes it a little bit easier to say, you know what, maybe there's something to this. May they definitely saw something. Now, whether or not that thing could be explained through different things, it could be a, a trick of, of light. It could be, um, you know, again, like they say, like weather balloon stuff that that's, I think that's a lot of that's bullshit. It's a very convenient excuse because you can, you can use that. It's debris, something like that. But some of these videos, when you see them, you're like, I, it, based on, on our understanding of propulsion, there's no way that those things can do what it does. Like you can't just drop into the ocean just can't do it and then come back out of it you can't move with absolutely no actual like you know um trails of of, of propulsion it, it you know it doesn't exist that we know now it could be the government is working on that stuff and we just don't know it it's a possibility that's what i think it is i think it's like all, every other country is like oh my god they got that far of technology already i think it's just like drones or some type of thing the technology that we haven't been able to i mean i researched the bob lazar the guy who exposed all this way back when when my first podcast was first like hitting its first couple of episodes i dived heavily into that bob but lazar, at, yeah. at the same time man you can point some holes and some flaws and some things too and i think that's with everything you just got to be like i don't have an answer you just kind of have to wait and see but what interests me is the fact of like, when it comes to like the, the pilots, for instance, mm -hmm. why, why are, why are people so rejecting to the idea when we all kind of know, like, we can't be the only things in the solar system. There's maybe did it not hit us yet? I, I think that there, it's just because there is a fear. Um, there is a level of ego, um, and, and things that are rooted in religion that make it very difficult to believe that that 
they they believe that this was the chosen planet where where Jesus and you know and the Lord and God and all that whatever you believe that it started here. This is where the this is the this is essentially, <clears throat> you know the 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 place where the people live. This is it, and you don't hear in stories of the Bible that there are other planets out there or anything like that. It's just here. So it's, it's, I think there's a, a level of narcissism or not narcissism, but really kind of like, well, maybe it is. It's like, Hey, we're the only ones, we're the special ones, but maybe we're not, you know, maybe, maybe there's a lot of different things. A, a lot of people also say that those UAPs are something that are more interdimensional, you know, not necessarily aliens per se, but diff different, you know, if you, it's funny too, cause like, <laughs> it's this kind of like life imitating art or vice versa, um, uh, that, there's multiverses, like there's more than one universe. Well, there are parallels. They're reach. They were researching into because they discovered there actually might be another dimension. So now they're researching that with that with uh, physics and everything, trying to be able to open up that. So I'm not sure if you've seen it. There is a documentary on Amazon called Volcanic Volcanic UFO Mysteries. I think it is. Do you see that one yet? Go check that out. If you have Amazon Prime, go check that out. It it's interesting because the cameras that they are using. Are, so this volcano in Mexico, and I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Pompeii. They have these. Uh, no, it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> they have a camera. They have a camera set up there so they can watch the volcano to see if anything's just shit's about to go down because they don't want if like you know, uh, Mexico City's not too far from there. If that particular volcano erupted, it would be it would kill like millions of people. So they keep keep an eye on it. They got cameras steady there, and for. Like 15, 20 years, all you every once in a while, you'll just see little pill just drop into the fucking volcano. Like a little a ship just whoosh, one just goes right into the side of the volcano. It doesn't make any fucking sense. And so they did um had multiple cameras out one time, and they had different uh um I don't know, they had infrared and they had um just a regular camera. The regular camera picked nothing up, the infrared saw the, the actual vehicle like going into the volcano. So to that point, like if it is a different dimension or a different plane, if you want to call it that, you're only going to see it if it's visible, like physically visible and, and it wants to be vis physically visible. Um, so they may have some some level of, you know, cloaking or whatever, who knows. But the, the fact that you could see it through one camera and not see it through another is interesting. Well, maybe it's just a Bill Gates style villain or james bond character that's in the mountain or in the side of a volcano with his lair where there's just a helicopter that flies in there yes come come out well i mean you would see that but unless they have again maybe the supervillain's got the cloaking device in which case we're all doomed and he's just uh he's like stirring the pot in that volcano until it blows up kills us all great a good old clam chowder just stirring the pot until it's ripe you see that first bubble he said oh gotta turn it down a little bit it's a little bit too hot Ooh, this is going to burn the bottom of the bowl for not, or the bottom of the can <laughs> if we're not careful. <laughs> Make sure you blow on it before you take a sip. Yeah, put an ice cube in that soup. It's going to be really hot when it comes out first. Um, yeah, lava is scary, man. Like, that's not just the, the lava itself, which is terrifying, magma, because it, it literally will just, you just instantaneous, you're done, you're, you're melting. Well, actually, you can stand on it for a second or so. For a second or so, really? Yeah, it's like it's really weird. It's like um, if you jump from a really high like bridge or something and hit the water, you basically explode because it's like hitting cement. 
Like it's just, you don't just go right into the water, like a high dive, it, depending on the height of it and the inertia you have, you just basically your body parts just go flying everywhere. Um, but when you, with lava, for instance, there's videos of people walking on it because like, it's like walking on coals. You, if you have the full confidence to do that, it doesn't start burning until you get a couple steps in. You're like, oh shit. And it starts hurting really bad. It takes a second for lava. It's like, it, you hit it. You would think your foot would go right into it and just be gone into a puddle. Now you stand on it for a second. It's solid. And then your foot just starts going right in and it starts catching on fire. Yeah, then you're then that's the end of the story. And, and but the volcanic ash too is is no picnic. That's bad news, you know. So volcanoes, like all that stuff, the 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 earthquakes, and it feels like, and maybe it's just access to more media and, and seeing that that happens more often. Um, it does seem like that shit is like picking up. Like things are moving around. Um, there's more um, like earthquakes. There's more hurricanes. There's more of that shit. And, and again, it could be that those things happened before we just didn't have access because media wasn't as readily available and information wasn't. But it sure seems like that's that's happening a lot. You know, what a lot about of like things climate wise? If, if we take some of these like um, conspiracy theorists instead of doing like the whole like government stuff, if we just put them like in a designated area, like why were there people that spontaneously combusted and now we have no recordings of somebody just randomly spontaneously combusting? What is that about? Yeah, I mean, that's maybe that is the supervillain testing out his laser. He's like, <laughs> that's what I, that's probably where they would go. But I'm like, I'm trying to figure out what that is. Is there something like it? Have you ever like, I believe that you're all ones and zeros of like your genetic code and everything. And I believe like there's a harmony, like once you get into like a good frequency, okay, not like that far. But once you get into a frequency or something that's like at the perfect pitch, there's like a frequency of the earth that you can kind of relate to like astral projection is a different frequency. I think if you get to a certain frequency, you're not supposed to be in all the numbers line up. Imagine you just spontaneously combust. Oof. That'd be rough. Yeah. You're just experimenting with something. Next thing you know, you're just on fire. Oh man. That you reach a for bummer. a Pepsi. It's a Coke. And then it's like, Oh yeah. fuck. And then you just <laughs> gone. Yeah. I, there might, uh, there is a movie and there, this is, uh, have you ever seen the movie hereditary or do you yeah. watch horror movies? First of all, oh, yeah. so you see that movie. So Willie's Wonderland is the best. Oh, I love that movie, dude. Thank Nicholas you. Let's Cage talk about it in a second. Let's doesn't say a goddamn word in that movie. I love it. Um, but because it costs an extra fifty thousand, if he yeah, says he's word. like, yeah, exactly. Yes, Nicholas Cage had a, had that in his is a writer in his contract. I'm not saying a goddamn word. I'll I'll kill all the monsters you want, um, but it it seems interesting to me um, that what, were, what movie were in we Hereditary? Uh, Hereditary. It and this happens sometimes with movies. I don't know if it happens to you, where I'll be watching a movie and a part that I should not laugh at, I am dying laughing at. And in this movie, it had a particular part where it was towards the end. So spoiler alert, if you haven't seen this movie, turn off now if you, if you plan to. It's, it's an old movie. It's been around for like, what, three or four years? It's been around for a bit, right? It's not that old. And it's uh, a couple of years, at least a couple. Two, I'm two. 23. Am I a dinosaur? Uh, no, you are totally not a dinosaur. You're a young, young man. Thank you. I, I, yes, I wish that I was not 44. That's I'll be terrible. appearing in the next Spider-Man. Will you now? Well, you will, based on your... The, the way that you look exactly like him. You should be a stunt double for him. I, I messaged him. He said, let me get back to you. I don't believe you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so uh, there's the, like, it was the end. It was like a really very tense moment when Gabrielle Byrne and uh, um, Tony Collette are sitting there and she's really upset and she's got this book and she's going to throw it into the fire, which is going to, you know, like end the curse and, and set her on fire and, and, but in taking the book and throwing it in the fire, instead, Gabrielle burns the one that gets set on fire 
And the look of shock on his face of being set on fire is so fucking funny to me. He just looks at his arm. He's like, ah! like, it, I don't know why it makes me like so much. Probably bad acting. Yeah, it was so fucking, I, oh, it, it makes me belly laugh. I have to stop watching. And if you put it on right now, I'd watch it and I would have the same exact reaction to it because the face he makes just for whatever reason, it tickles me. It's so fucking funny. I had a past episode. My uh, past guest, Tom, was talking to me and he was like, yeah, um, we were talking about like how Tracy Morgan, he got his foot ran over by like a UPS or a FedEx truck and he got a bunch of sum of money. And I was t I was talking to him. He said, yeah, I hit a kid with my truck one time or I hit a young guy with my truck one time. And I, that kid didn't that guy didn't get any money from me. And I was like, oh, that's that's crazy. So I just figured he bumped into him, you know, then like 10 minutes into the podcast, he starts going back and then he went back to it. And he goes, yeah, I mean, the guy flew up on my hood and he's got a glasses stuck in my dashboard. I'm like, wait a minute. He said you hit him. I didn't know he flipped over your car and everything like that. He goes, yeah, he got back up and walked off. Then like towards the end of the podcast, like 30 minutes in, he goes, well, yeah, the kid I hit, I was like, kid, you said young guy. No, it was an 11 year old kid. And I belly oh laughed God. so fucking hard. <laughs> I couldn't because it was like, it's like when you realize like there's more, and you're like, oh, there's you're more. Like, you're like, oh, wait a minute. You but left I, that out. You I left created that a out. scenario in my head where it was like a young guy <laughs> my age or something. And he goes, no, it's 11 year old kid. And he goes, yeah, Scooby-Doo and Umbrella flew off. And that's what I felt bad about. And I was just like, he goes, I don't know why everybody laughs when I tell that story. It's not funny. I'm like, because the way you say it, yeah, the words like, you use and the pausing, and you forget out the major yes. details of it. Especially when it ramps up. I, I bumped into a, a man on the road with my car and it was fine. Okay. I The man hit my hood and his, sun, his glasses ended up inside of my dashboard. Okay. It was an 11-year-old boy and his Scooby-Doo flag got jammed <laughs> into my wheel. Well, it's like, what? It's like, how did we get here? Uh, I've never <laughs> laughed. It's literally like two minutes of me just dying <laughs> laughing. That's amazing. That's great. Well, sometimes this happens. You don't have any reaction to it or, or any, any control over that reaction. Um, I but, think it's the unexpected that really gets you. Yeah. You're just like, oh, I wasn't, I didn't think that that was going to happen, but there it was. It happened. Um, so Willie's Wonderland, you wanted to talk about Willie's Wonderland because it's, it's a fantastic a movie. Great movie. I mean, it's a good, fantastic. what I think is that like when the, all right. So for people listening, it's about like, it's like a five night at Freddy's. So it's a bunch of animatronics. A dude has to clean the whole place. And these animatronics are like, these people kill themselves in a satanic circle. And then they go into the bodies of this animatronics. That sounds like I'm on crack when I explain that, but it's, no, a, I mean, that's the, that is the premise of the movie though. That is it's, absolutely it really good but like the directing quality is amazing but when you look at the story like the fight scenes with the fucking animatronics should be a lot longer they were so fucking quick and i was like damn dude like most of the movies just like the anticipation and then there's like the incidents and then it's like but it, it reminds me of every Chuck E. cheese i've ever been in and i'm like yes, yo there's yes. like some sketchy murder shit or mouse that gives you pizza and then like I do. There's just like, there's that giant like sun thing with a swing and that you sit in yeah. it and it rotates you all the way up and around. Like how many times that just fell? Like when Chuck E. Cheese went to shit and it just looked uh -oh. like it's like, now it's just all the funds are getting funneled into crack money. There's no more tickets and prizes. It's all just like, which side of cocaine no, or it's... meth do you want? <laughs> I'll take the extra large. Uh, they, they actually closed all the Chuck E. Cheese's The Chuck E. Cheese is done. What? Bankrupt. Stop. Gone. Stop. Last Bye. time you told me Larry King was dead. I don't want Chuck to know e. that Chuck E. Cheese is, is gone. No more Chuck E. Cheese. That mouse has been exterminated. 
can we just do like a better form of it? Like, I think the animatronic thing was, that's the cool part I liked about like back in the day. It might've been a shitty place, but to a kid, it's like a wonderland. Like they had that. Oh my God, there's rides, there's the, games. There's... The little photo booth thing that sketches you out and like a giant pencil drawing. And then there's a little roller coaster thing you ride. That was like the funnest shit in the world. Like, Dude, there was, when we took my, we took my, one of my daughters there for, it was uh, my, my youngest. We took her there for a birthday. And um, one of the things that they do, and, and this is before they close, obviously, but they they put you in this like little, it's like, you know, there's, uh, it was like an old uh, game show thing where they would like blow dollars up into the air. Like you'd be in this, like this yeah. wind tunnel thing. Um, it was the same thing, but with tickets. So she'd be in there. She was in there and just grabbing tickets and stuff like that. So they had all kinds of fun shit for kids. Pizza wasn't terrible. Like it was a relatively inexpensive way to go and, and, and celebrate your child. And, uh, but you know, I guess I'm not sure if it was the pandemic that killed it or to your point that it just turned into shit. They never really put any more money back into it. Typically pizzerias in general, without all the games and shit and the animatronics are relative are very profitable businesses because it's low cost of, um, of it's a low cost to actually make the pizzas and things like that. And I think things like, Urban Air, if you've heard of that, or Bounce You, and some of these other places probably came in and took all that business away because people are like, yeah, dirty Chuck E. Cheese, or do I want to go to, um, you know, go to go to a uh, a place where I can, you know, enjoy myself and 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 actually have a a good time and my kids do something a little bit different. Well, I got to experience that when I was little in um, Ocean Pines. It's just like a, the community that I kind of live in. It's right next to Ocean City. There was a small place called Family Fun Center. That was like, it would be Family like the, Center, yeah. if you could create it to a horror movie, which was like one dude was like, he run the place. He actually gave a shit about the kids that went there. Like there's a plenty of times, like my mom was like, he's a really good guy. And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, there were plenty of times we wanted to throw you an awesome birthday party, but we couldn't afford to run out the whole entire thing. So he would just be like, it's free. Cause he actually cared about like, families having fun and shit and it ended up getting closed down like when i was 14 but like it was i mean it, it's a perfect like if freddy cougar horror scenario if you picture like imagine if it's like people burn this place down or they destroy destroyed it and he was too afraid to leave and then now he's haunting the building or whatever but it wasn't a mate like there's ski ball there was tokens there was birthday parties that happened call machines it was like the fun experience of back in the day now it's like what's a kid's birthday now he goes out and gets like a gift voucher for itunes gift store and then buy something on his phone and then ends up his family neglects him i don't know especially when they're especially when they're in that that like getting towards the 10 11 range some of that stuff loses steam like they do have like so the the idea of niche party events is definitely still pretty pervasive you know painting with a twist for adults like you go and you paint you drink you eat that's kind of a thing. And some kids do that too. Painting with a twist is where they go and they uh, teach you how to draw something or um, uh, they've got, the, I can't remember the name of it. There's one for, for like making, making food. Like you go and you have like a chef's class or something like that. You, they teach you how to make a meal and, and that becomes a party thing. And then, like I said, urban air where they have you like basically like zip lining around the whole like gigantic warehouse thing. And then you go into a little room, have birthday cake, have pizza, and then you're the fuck out of there. I mean, those things are, Again, if the maintenance costs aren't horrible, are incredibly profitable. Same, well, same thing with the, the bounce you. You bounce into the, the things, you're bouncing all over the place. There's like, 
you know, I was trying to figure out why when I went to Chuck E. Cheese when I was older, I guess before they all closed. So this was like four or five years ago. I was wondering why it looked like so much like shit to me as I'm older. And I guess it's just because you get older, you mature, you don't really care about those type of things anymore. But how many moments have you had as a parent where like your kids were young and to them, that's like one of their remember this dad, it was like a great time. And then you're like, that was like one of the hardest days of my entire fucking life. Oh, it's brutal, man. Like just taking kids. So um, Kevin, my co-host, um, a couple of weeks ago, or he, well, probably more like a, about a month dead? ago. I'm so sorry. No, no, he's fine. Um, although I think that he wishes he was dead because at 44 <laughs> years old and almost 45, he's about to have a kid. Um, oh my God. Yeah. So he, uh, his kid's going to be walking up, sticking a mirror under his nose when he takes a nap to make sure he's still alive. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, if, if not for the fact that he's going to kill himself for having to deal with a kid at 40, a baby at 45 years old, which is no picnic. Um, but you know, I'm I'm very happy for it. But I like I, I remember those days I was telling him to him, like, wait till you have to take that kid anywhere. You literally have to pack everything that you possibly could need into the back of your car. You have a pack and play, and you've got all the food and you've got the toys, and you got it's literally it's it's an event. I gotta take my kids that are are now 10 and 14 on vacation in a couple of weeks, and it's gonna be the same thing. We have to pack like everything under the fucking sun, but it's when they're a baby, it's even more difficult you have to pack literally everything you don't get to and, go to the movies until you're 18 or until they're 18 no well no now that my 14 year old is um she's she could babysit the 10 year old so we, we go to the movies we, we go see shit um so you're not taking a if you take a baby into a theater you're a horrible human being you're a monster that's the worst possible thing that you could do. I don't know why people think it's going to work out successfully. Like, oh, I'm going to, my baby's going to be quiet the whole time. No, it, that never happens. I mean, if someone did that, I'd be like, I, I'd question the theater. I'd be like, why would you even let that person bring a baby in here? Like, I understand that you want to have a night out, but you're going to ruin it for everybody else. Like, um, you can't get annoyed when you're on a plane because people are traveling. Like, there's nothing you could do about that. And if you don't, don't if travel, you don't bring, if you or, don't travel or if you have a brain in your head, yet noise canceling headphones, and then you have to worry about that shit. Are you talking about like the parent brings noise canceling headphones? No, I'm saying that you do. So you don't have to hear the baby crying. So it's everybody else's job to bring noise canceling headphones for when you want to accommodate because you want to go to Tahiti and you want to bring your fucking baby. Or you're just going to Des Moines to go visit to to go back home from a from a, you know, a, a funeral in Syracuse and <laughs> you have no choice. You have to I got to bring the kid home. Couldn't have left it there. No one to babysit him. So, um, you know, that that stuff, I don't get bothered by that so much on a plane. Um, I also don't get bothered so much on a plane because I tr I used to travel so much pre pandemic that um, I would like the amount of miles and stuff like that I got. And, and my status with, with American Airlines, I used to get up, bumped up to first class all the time. Who was, was that one credit company that just went bankrupt or pulled out all the personal credit that just happened? Uh, I don't know. Name off a couple one. credit companies real quick. Uh, City, City Bank, uh, uh, Chase, um, and Visa, MasterCard, American Express, Discover. I'm rattling them off, man. I don't know. Um, it was a, it was a credit card. Is it a credit company that did that, that? What happened to them now? There was a credit company that was recently trending on Twitter because they just pulled out. I guess they just quit their their business thing or something like that, or went did something. But they pulled out all the personal credit, so anybody that had like credit into this thing just lost everything. And everyone's like, "What the fuck?" Um, hmm, let's see. I'm I'm looking it up too. I don't know HSBC. No, that can't be it. Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's the second one that I'm not quite sure on, man. I don't, I don't know who who that is. Um, 
but they went they went belly up is that what happened they just yeah hold on if you let me i'm gonna fucking twitter this one you're gonna twitter it tweet Uh, twitter twitter away while while he's doing that all you fans of out out of the blank Digging the Dome has moved to Anchor FM. Go to Anchor FM for all your podcast needs. You're a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit. Uh, Come subscribe to Digging in the Dome at Digging in the Dome at Twitter. Digging Dome. I'm sorry, at Digging Dome on Twitter because some asshole stole the in the. um, And then Digging in the Dome on Facebook, Instagram, Digging in the Dome YouTube channel, which is pretty fun to watch. We just had Brian Quinn from Candlebox, the guitarist from Candlebox on, and it was a very good interview. So go check that out. Did you figure it out yet? I'm stalling as much. I'm, I'm tap dancing oh. over here. Promoting and tap dancing. And if you'd like a Digging in the Dome t-shirt. Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo. Okay. Wells so, Fargo pulled out of the personal credit business. Is that well, what happened? No, Wells Fargo recently like closed a bunch of shit and a bunch of people that had all their money in that, like business loans and shit, um, mm-hmm. just lost like a bunch of stuff. I'm trying to make sure I can find the article because I just found it on through Twitter. Wells Fargo to shut down all personal credit lines. So it's going to hurt all these people who have like um, a credit score built up with them. So like everyone was like freaking the hell out. I guess it was during the COVID-19 thing. They lost like a bunch of stuff, but they're closing like a bunch of that stuff out. So people are losing their credit scores and stuff. So it's like you didn't have your credit score transferred over. You're going to start from square one. Oh, man. I'm so happy I haven't started credit yet. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's all cash, dude. Just put I, it in the mattress. That's what I'm saying. I don't give – if you say I need to see your credit score, I'm like, well, can you just trust I'm a reliable person? I have uh, 800-something episodes on my podcast so far to listen to. You can tell I'm not a piece of shit. Well, they – well, th- yes, they'll be very happy about that. However, they – My podcast episodes are the number of somebody's good credit score. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, 800s very very good. Um yeah, it's interesting man. Like they they that's how they get you. It does and as you get uh older and again, you have things like mortgages and you know and, and all kinds of loans out on, on different things, but um being able to, to disconnect yourself from that and be unplugged from the from the 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 system is uh pretty sweet if you could pull that off. Um but yeah, it's hard to do when you're trying to buy houses and things like that. They're not just going to take you at your word that you're going to pay the mortgage every month. Can't you see I'm an upstanding person of society? They I have no that. tattoos on my face, so I mean, that's that's definitely a indicator that you're not a gang member or a, a crazy person. I like that's like the tattoos. The tattoos on the face are that's a. Or I'm not famous because Mike Tyson probably has the best face tattoo. Although I believe he had a lot, if not most, if not all of that removed, didn't he? He didn't get lasered off part of it. I don't most know. Of it? I don't think so. That would I, suck. I All, only Mike Tyson I've seen recently is the one on his cartoon. Yeah, well, that's different because it's a it's the cartoons drawn. So unless they're being very, they're not drawing him yeah, like he did through a portrait. Um, but it is interesting. Um, I think that that too, like, is when you think about corporate culture, things like tattoos, maybe not face tattoos. That's going to take a while for that to kind of catch on as something that's going to be okay for normal corporate america maybe never you have to wear a turtleneck if you got them on your neck yeah some well some people yeah i mean like it's interesting there are like i work at a very conservative company and they uh, for a long time when i first started working there they didn't lie you have facial hair they didn't want you to have facial hair so it's it was interesting they've made trust me very odd um, I mean, I get it but, if you're like in a suit and you're doing a law company and stuff, but how many, I wish if the job that you were doing, you should look like the job that if it, so if you're a woodsman you should have a big like mutton chops or lumberjack beard with like, you know, like chest hair popping out of a flannel, 
you know, and you should have blue Wranglers on or something. But if you're working for like a tobacco company, you should look like with a long, like fucking beard with like, I don't know, like you look like you would be the essence of what smoke would look like. Or, or if you're a cop, you have the one, just the mustache, only the mustache. Cause you get, you know, the cops just always have the sweet stash. Um, yeah, I can see that. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of unrealistic. You're, you're, you're trying to put uh, prescribed fashion on people, but more often than not, people will dress the part. So there's a lot of cops with mustaches. There's, there's probably a lot of tobacco guys, a long, weird beards. There's definitely lumberjacks that prefer flannel. They're hairy gentlemen um, and have nice sturdy beards. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Every, I just picture me and you working at like a carnival. And then like, we, I don't, I don't know why I just like, when you started talking, I was like, his voice is like the perfect, but like, come on, come on, come ride the yes, next yes. Ferris wheel. Step right up. Ladies and gentlemen, step right up. Come to the, what was that one? The, uh, sit on my face. I'll guess your weight. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I'm still, I'm, wh why is your tongue in? I'm, this is how I figure it out. Be quiet. <laughs> I'm testing the waters and the waters are cool. Yes, they're cool. <clears throat> they have a very musty behind. Um, I wonder how many people get sued when you're at a carnival. Like how many incidences happen? Like you ever been to one of those like zipper rides? I always hear someone like loses something. Oh, dude. Well, I, the the ones that are the pop-ups are the ones that are dangerous. Unless it's like a Ringling Brothers or something like that. Like where they've got, you know, it's like a fair where it's got, you know, some of those that are traveling, very dangerous. Um because they have to basically construct all those those rides and things when they go to the town. Like, like they're taking it apart, putting it together. What if you had a bad day? You forgot a screw, next thing you know. It's you like know. that one popular video on the internet of the circus. There's a bear riding like a tricycle or something, and a monkey's like, or no, there's a monkey riding a tricycle and a bear's hooked to the cart behind him or on like a little bike behind him. I guess it's like motorized or something. And the monkey stops because he gets distracted by something, and the bear just hits the back of the monkey's bike, and then it's like road rage. The bear just starts ripping open this monkey and eating it in front of everyone. And I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. I remember when they had that one thing happen where the dude would like, they always have a strong man on the Bar Barnum and Bailey circus that gets like run over by a truck or something. This dude got shot in the chest with a cannon. And I remember my dad being like, cover your ears. He got shot with a cannon. I remember he sat for a minute, just like holding it like on the ground. I was like, yo, he's actually might be hurt. It's like WWE. I can't tell if it's real or not. Right. Exactly. It's because they, 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 they do a good job of making you feel it's that, that, um, um, theater kind of element to it but you know trapeze artists you can get fucked up you know if you're if you're walking you know that's why they typically will have nets underneath those you would hope um you mentioned bears something really interesting that i just found out about that i don't know if you knew but this is really really interesting to me so um in the and i'm not sure if it's the air force i'm pretty sure it's the air force uh when they're trying to test equipment trying to test um ejection like if you like get into trouble to eject out they don't use people when they're testing that they use bears. So they will strap a bear into a, into a, into a, a plane and then eject the bear out. And I guess they have probably some remote to be able to do that. And then the parachute deploys, you know, and, but that's how they figure out whether or not the equipment works is they use bears. Can you imagine if you were just walking and you saw a parachuting bear coming towards you. How Jesus terrifying Christ. that would be. Like, oh, holy shit. <laughs> like, Alex Jones <laughs> is right. And then you just run off. <laughs> yeah. uh, I guarantee you that bear, when they, when they hit the ground, they're not happy that they got ejected out of a plane. <laughs> they were like, ah. 
there's a video I watched of a guy. He's like out in like the woods somewhere, and then he's sitting on his deck, and he sees a giant like black bear, like a little like a little bear come up, and he's like, "Oh my god!" He's like, "That's it's a bear." How you doing? Hi. He's like, "I'll be in all peaceful." Mother Earth, Mother Earth, we're all a part of Mother Earth. And then you just see babies come out of the corner. He goes, "Oh fuck!" And he gets up out of his couch and runs in his house. And I'm like, "Yeah, because that thing will fuck you up just because its babies are nearby." Yeah, it's like it's like, oh yeah, yeah, no, no. That was um. There was a video. Did you see the video with the the guy that was backpedaling because there was a cougar on on like a nature trail like he was walking yeah, yeah. it's a couple Dude, of minutes that one was that one is so fucking funny and I, like all i wanted <laughs> i was like just because it's funny it is because he's back like he's trying to negotiate with something that doesn't speak his language that is just pissed because it was near his, her nest and uh like i, I mean like that it, it, first of all i i, I don't say commend the guy you have to walk backwards. You can't turn your back to a goddamn cougar. You're finished. So he he's can. kind of like going backwards. I, I mean, you could be like Kelly that. Slater and kicked a shark right in the face. She'd be like, I ain't having any of your shit. I had a bad Tuesday. I got my baby mama texting me, telling me I'm a piece of shit. I'm never going to amount to nothing. You want to eat me, cougar? You better eat me right now. Make this life end that's unbearable or I'll spontaneously combust your ass to hell. Yeah. Oof. Turn into just this flame Nick up like fucking the human torch. in Willy's Wonderland, where he was like, I'm not having any of your shit. I'm gonna drink this. What's the essence of the beer? I didn't understand the beer he was drinking. I, I didn't I didn't understand that either. I don't I, have, I don't know. I think it was just drink. I think he was I think it was a medication. It, it could have been, who knows? But he was just he seemed like obviously, as somebody who didn't say a goddamn word the entire time, he was obviously off his rocker a bit. So I think he was mentally unstable and that beer was like a type of like drink that he had it like something's in it to calm him down. Well, his watch would go off and then he'd drink the beer. Right. It's like, like he was timing, timing his beer. I mean, yeah. he had OCD. He's not like, like every Mark, 15 minutes. He's not like Mark Zuckerberg in that courtroom thing where he just sips a water to sip a water. Like he that's if you watch that, it's awkward. He drinks enough of a sip where he just needed to be doing something in that moment. And it seemed like taking a sip of water that was unrealistic. Like when you drink your water, for instance, to let everybody know you're hydrating, you go for a big thing, deep throat at the damn thing. Yeah, he right. sipped it and there's barely any water that left like the mark of where it was before. Well, you think that maybe that in a stressful situation like that, especially one where he wants to get up and say, I'm not guilty of anything. Like he has to do something to be able to prevent himself from actually getting up and screaming, especially because he's, you know, you're, he's a people of that stature or someone who's that rich or whatever, like probably, you know, is a, a little bit could fly off the rocker easily. So maybe that's his way of, is his moment of zen, just taking a, or maybe he just sips water very oddly. Could be that too. Who knows? I guess. I don't know. I guess so. I don't, I don't want to judge a person on the concept of them drinking water. Why should I judge them for staying healthy? We judge them when they're unhealthy. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, listen, they're the interesting thing about America <clears throat> is that we're free. We very interesting. Well, it is. That's great. It's freedom. I like that. Free. Free. It's well, it's more free than most other countries. You go to other places. You're like, okay, comparatively. Yeah. I mean, we got it. We got it. All right. Unless you're I, in Mexico, they're pretty free down there. Yeah, they're pretty free, but then, you know, you, you don't have a lot of these same things that you have in America that you, you know, and, and there are roving uh, cartels that could kill you at any second or kidnap you. And that's not pleasant. The government could do that, too, but they're just more quiet about it and make it look like your house just fell and collapsed. Exactly. Or they somehow magically spontaneously combust you. <laughs> or epstein you. Oh, oh, good
Lord. <laughs> that was a yes. verb on Twitter. Yeah, it was, was uh, trending. It was Epstein. I was like, wow, that's Epstein? a verb. Yeah, that's a verb now. Yeah, that's that is when they they suicide you essentially. <laughs> <laughs> they suicide you. If you literally create like a fake scenario or a fake possibility, be like, well, the government does this and then slowly chipping everybody. There's a government project in the past that is the same equivalent to that. Like people go like, well, they're not gonna change your thing. They're not going to change your gender. Well, project aversion in Africa, they were making, if you were gay and you were refusing to be straight, what they would do is they chop your dick off and make you a woman. So technically you are straight. That's how they would handle it. Well, that's, but then stranger things is based on a government project. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. So there's a lot of these corollaries in, in government. These things have roots in some, in some kind of truth, um nobody's that creative somewhere in there <laughs> nobody's that creative they just fucking pull it out of like what's weird in history okay well apparently goats to discover coffee goats were eating beans and the farmer noticed it and decided that these coffee beans were caffeinated but did you know for instance you know how you're not supposed to feed a dog chocolate yes i do know that do you know why um i don't know specifically but it's the caffeine and chocolate oh no kidding that's fine. I thought it was just chocolate, but no, it's the caffeine in it. No, I had no idea. That's caffeine apparently doesn't digest in their stomachs or something, and it causes their stomachs to shut down. And I'm like, oh my God, I thought it was just the, the thing that was in chocolate. Like, no, it's the small caffeine content. So the moral of the story is keep your dogs away from Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts, Tim Hortons, any of those places. Keep them away. You don't want them to, to, to get sick. Let's get a frappuccino and <laughs> it's kind of like vegan cat when all the vegans feed their cats like a vegan diet and they can't survive off that. So the cats die at like three or four years old because their eye just goes like white. Yeah, there was actually a uh, an episode of Futurama where a is this hippie dude, um, Freewater Johnson or something like that. He <laughs> he's like he's talking about they were talking about eating meat and how you have to eat meat to survive. And they said, uh, He's like, nah, I, I taught this lion to be vegan. And it was all like it had, it had its ribs were caved in. It was like, <laughs> like, dying. it's just like they are they, these animals live off of 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 meat. They need to be able to eat that. Kind and of apparently stuff. the idea of why dogs are so fat now is because all the everything that they eat is cooked meat and their stomachs weren't made to, or weren't haven't developed to naturally digest that. Like back throughout past, it's always been raw meat. And we're like, well, that causes issues too with infection. Sure, but their stomachs, the reason why they're getting so fat is because it's cooked. Everything that they eat that's processed in cans, it's cooked shit. It's not raw. That's why all these pet commercials, like the new high organic brands, whatever, it's all raw shit. So you look at it, like people go like, well, it's raw meat, but it's like 50 bucks a bag. I'd rather get the cheap stuff that's apparently cooked. It's like the cooked stuff's what makes them like that. Yeah, the cooked stuff makes them sick. That's why you should be feeding your dogs to the table. I tell myself that because the dogs look so cute when they're like, kind of a little something. I'm like, I'm happy. Well, they don't shut the hell up and you have to like, get out of here. They're like, no, I'm waiting for you to drop something so I can go. Yeah, exactly. They just all surround you. They're just like waiting. Go ahead, waiting for something to drop. Something's gonna happen. Soon as something hits the floor, I dare you to go after. I'm, I'm gonna bite I'm your finger. All over that shit. Now they they're too quick. You couldn't get to them that fast. That happened to my dog. My uh, dad heated up a micro or put a hot hot dog in the microwave, and he was he's a, he's that type of person like me. You type in a random number and you just fucking go off and then do something else and then come back and then wait a minute if it's too long. He put it in there for like two and a half minutes. He, 
the hot dog as he pulled it out dropped because it burned his hand it dropped on the ground and my dog scooped it up in an instant swallowed the whole thing and just starts rolling over and screaming in like pain super hot <laughs> and my dad's like i don't know what to do because you can't do anything so he's like trying to dump water on her face and she's screaming like the highest pitch scream you have ever heard like someone was killing her and it's like oh my god what do you do and it finally just it was over with and it was like oh my god never again it's like it, it, it cooled down yeah dog's not gonna go near any kinds of hot dogs anymore it's like fuck that i remember mm -hmm. what happened last time actually dogs are pretty stupid they'd be like i'll go it smells too good i'm gonna go for it again Pull me <laughs> once it won't happen again no, yes it will <laughs> yes it will <laughs> well you already shamelessly promoted your podcast but where can people find digging in the dome let's go to digging in the dome um, so we're starting, our, our website is almost done. You'll be able to buy shirts there. You'll be able to get all of our merch there. Any other merch we have, stickers and, th and things of that ilk. You'll be able to see all of our episodes, um, all of our upcoming guests, our schedule, stuff like that. That's coming soon. But right now, go to Digging in the Dome on YouTube. You can go to Digging, Digging in the Dome at Facebook and Instagram. And you can also go to Digging Dome, uh, at Digging Dome on Twitter. That's where we are currently. We're on every single ep uh, uh, platform that you could think of. Um, and we just actually made the switch to Anchor FM. So, um, you know, if you looking for somewhere to to do your podcast, then uh, do you do do you use Anchor FM or somebody else? I use Anchor. Yeah, Anchor's good. So, go check us out all those places, please. Thank you very much. Uh, subscribe, like, etc. And obviously, you know, Robbie's a, a good egg, Mister Robbie Blank. <laughs> Mr. Blank podcast. <laughs> Mr. Blank. <laughs> Some person I had on, I forgot to change the name in the Zoom call, and they were like, Mr. Blank. And I'm like, oh, yeah, my name is Robbie, man. I'm sorry. I didn't forgot to change yes, that over. I, yeah, I'm not Mr. Blank. I can always tell I'm when I'm in a conversation with someone that, like, who I haven't talked to in a while, and then we're uh -huh. talking, and then, like, I know their name. They don't even have to put in the thing. I just know, remember every conversation. They are. And right. uh, they go, to say my name and they go well man i'm telling you and they just say man i'm like ah i don't know my they you, fucking they, name they, they call you buddy they call you chief they call you champ they don't call, call me pal bro. pal sounds aggressive <laughs> hey pal yeah <laughs> yeah actually hey pal is like kind of the thing that you would say like hey pal the cougar the bear hey pal it's okay please don't hey, eat pal. me hey pal it's like hey man it's hey man's cool but if you go like yeah i'm on for it pal it's like what did you just fucking say yeah. Yeah, well, you got a little starch in your shirt there, fella. Well, you need to take that shit out. Call me something else. It's called tie-dye. I know. Look at you. <laughs>